Can conservative investors still buy stocks today? Hello, and welcome to another podcast by BNP Paribas Wealth Management. I'm Charlotte de Capoisson. Why should you buy stocks and shares now? That is the question on everybody's lips, and one we thought would be a choice topic for today's podcast. The bottom line is that stock markets in the US and Europe delivered a stellar performance in 2021, up 20% plus over the calendar year. So the question for investors today is the following. If they aren't already invested in the stock market, is it too late to join the bandwagon? After such a fantastic run over 2021, Edmund Shing, our CIO, believes it is not too late. On the contrary, he sees further opportunities for investors to buy into stocks in 2022. Moreover, he sees attractive niches out there, even if the broad indices have done well. Hello, Edmund Shing. Welcome to today's podcast. Hello, Charlotte. So, Edmund, could you first of all outline what factors propelled stocks to record levels in 2021? And secondly, a very relevant point, what underlying drivers can lead to further stock market advances in 2022? So, Charlotte, there are three drivers. I can identify two fundamental and one liquidity. The fundamental drivers are firstly long-term interest rates. And long-term interest rates, if you look at the 10-year or the 30-year bond yields in the US or Europe, remain still today very low by historical standards. They may have drifted slightly higher over the last few days, but they still remain very low if you compare them with the last 35 years. And in our estimation, bond yields are unlikely to rise very much this year. They'll rise maybe a tiny bit, but the support for equities is still there. We think equities will still look attractive, particularly relative to bonds and credit. Second fundamental driver, of course, are earnings. So you can think about sales growth, you can think about then profit margins, and then you arrive at earnings growth. Earnings growth is still on a strong upward trajectory, thanks to, of course, strong economic growth in the US, Europe, and indeed elsewhere. And that will remain the case in 2022. And for that reason, yes, earnings growth was very strong in 2021, but will continue to be pretty bullish in 2022 as well. And that should underpin decent returns from stock markets in 2022, even after such a fantastic performance in 21. And finally, we have a liquidity driver, which is very simply the amount of money entering the stock markets coming from institutional and, of course, more importantly, retail investors. And this was really quite phenomenal in 2021. We saw the greatest inflows into stocks and stock funds from retail investors that we have seen for more than 10 years. So that, of course, is a big driver. And of course, driven by the fact that the returns available elsewhere from cash and bonds are relatively unattractive and relatively low at the moment. So equities are like the alternative that retail investors have increasingly gone for. And again, that should still remain the case in 2022. So the three drivers that drove the good performance in 21 should still drive decent performance, we believe, for stocks in 2022 as well. Well, it's interesting you say that, Edmund. In that case, which segments of the stock market are most attractive right now? Well, if we think about 21, we can say that the biggest performance came from mega cap technology stocks in the US. My contention is that in 2022, you won't see that again, but you'll see rotation into other areas of the market that will lead. Currently, we are seeing, for instance, rising inflation, and that tends to favour not growth stocks like tech, but rather more cyclical value stocks and sectors in areas such as the banking sector, 
life insurance, mining, and oil and gas. So very different sectors to the tech sector that did so well in 2021. And I think these areas look attractive. They are areas of value. And I think also where we should be looking is to quality stocks. Why quality stocks? Because in the long term, this is a superior form of stock market exposure in that you, in the good times when you have a bull market, you do at least as well as the general market by being invested in quality stocks, which have good profitability and relatively low debt. But in the bad times, that is when stock markets fall, you tend to suffer less by being invested with quality stocks than with the stock market as a whole. So on that basis, quality stocks are really quite a good long-term exposure for a conservative investor. Secondly, if you think regionally, we know that last year the US, because of the tech stock exposure, led the way. But we believe this year one should focus more on other areas as well, notably in Europe. We think 2022 could well be the year that European stocks outperform. And in particular, the regional markets we like that are performing well at the moment include the UK, France and Sweden. So really, that's where we are. And I think the final area we we would look at would be small and medium-sized companies, which actually have done very, very well over the last 20 years. In fact, you've got three times more return in your investment if you'd been invested in small and mid-sized companies over the last 20 years than in large companies. However, 2021 was an exception to this rule where large companies actually outperformed. In 2022, we believe we will see a return to long-term form, which should see small and medium-sized companies outperforming What type of stock market exposure would you recommend to a conservative investor who up until now has been very under invested in stocks, or perhaps not at all, in fact, and has preferred to stay in cash and bonds, for example? Well, for these types of cautious investors who are more in cash and bonds up to now, they are by nature prudent and so are unlikely to want to buy anything too racy or volatile. So that's why we like higher quality, as I've mentioned, but also lower volatility factor exposures. In the good times, you'll do roughly as well as the market, but in the bad times, you will not suffer as much. And I think that's very important. Cautious investors think about risk and don't want to take too much risk. And you see risk typically when markets correct to the downside. These types of factor exposures, which are more concentrated in more defensive niches of the market, such as healthcare or the food and beverage sector, tend to exhibit better downside protections, we would call it. And the way one can invest in these types of quality or low volatility exposures is typically via a fund or an exchange traded fund in which you buy exposure to a factor index like high quality in Europe or low volatility in the US, as examples. Another important consideration for conservative investors is that they like income. So, for instance, retirees prefer investments that can deliver regular income. Now, in the past, bonds and corporate credit have been the traditional ways to generate income. If we look at the stock market today, Edmund, how would a conservative investor accomplish this goal? What I would say is if you look at stock markets today, particularly Europe or even emerging market stock markets, you see some very attractive dividend yields or income yields on offer far higher from stock markets than are on offer, for instance, from investment grade credit or sovereign bonds. So that's very attractive. You can get, for instance, 4% plus in certain European stock markets. Now, 4% sounds great, but what I would caution is that one does not want to invest in a pure high dividend yield strategy. Why not, you might ask? Well, the answer is very simply because they tend to underperform over time because you tend to capture by buying companies with the highest dividend yields, you do capture some companies that have what is called value traps. That is companies that seem to have a very high dividend yield, but have a high dividend yield because they have a number of problems under the surface. 
And these companies you don't really want to invest in because those problems tend to result in cuts to dividends or even a cancellation of the dividend and also falls in share price. So you want to avoid these value traps. And for that reason, while we like the idea of investing in income via dividends, we would prefer to invest in strategies that are more what we call quality dividend or dividend growth strategies. So rather than buying companies with the highest income yields on offer, we buy companies with higher than average income yields, not the highest, but which also exhibit high quality through high profitability and low debt, or by demonstrating a record of consistent dividend growth over time. And these strategies have proven over time to lead to higher and better performance for investors than investing in pure yield. So in a sense, yes, you still get an above average income return from these types of strategies, but at the same time, you're reducing the risk and you're improving the chances that that income will grow steadily over time. What about investors who like to buy value, i.e. out of favour investments that have not performed so well in recent times? but which could enjoy a return to form in 2022. What could conservative investors consider today, Edmund? We know that certain segments of the stock markets globally have performed very well, US and Europe being two of them. However, there are other areas which have performed less well in recent times. Emerging markets, particularly around China, is one area. Emerging markets was only up 4% last year in dollar terms, whereas US and Europe performed over 20%. Now, I'm not saying there are issues around China and emerging markets. However, this could present an interesting value opportunity for a long-term investor who likes to buy out-of-favour investment. A second area are UK equities, which have been, of course, buffeted in recent times, firstly by the Brexit referendum in 2016, and then, of course, by the cyclical value bias that the FTSE 100 index in the UK has to things like oil, mining and banks. But these are exactly the areas we like today. And we would expect UK equities to benefit from the cyclical value bias today. And we would expect to see a catch up effect. So similar to emerging markets, we think the UK is also an interesting contrarian value idea, which we like very much for the long term right now. Ed Mishing, thank you very much. And a reminder to our listeners to be sure to receive our audio content every week. Please search for BNP Paribas Wealth on the podcast platform of your choice, such as Apple Podcast, Podcast Addict, Spotify, or other podcast providers. And to see all of our research, Google BNP Paribas Wealth.